Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... Jared. Dax. Tex. (laughs) He's changing his name to Tex now, (laughs) so try and get ready for that. This week, we'll be talking about the full-length discography of Radiohead. Radiohead. So this week, we'll be talking about the albums Pablo Honey, The Benz, OK Computer, Kid A, Amnesiac, Hail to the Thief, In Rainbows, The King of Limbs, and finally, A Moon-Shaped Pool. How's everyone feeling about Radiohead this week? A soft a soft woo, if you will. Soft woo. Jared? No you words. Do you want to get into it? No, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I did not enjoy it that much. I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would enjoy it, but I did not enjoy it very much. Okay. I think that's... I thought you liked I thought you liked like one half of Pablo Honey. It was that that album was pretty good. The Bins was pretty good. And then from then on I was kind of underwhelmed. Jared has a very interesting reverse view of Radiohead in the regard of like most people view their first couple albums as like they're not so great work. And then their later albums, it like it continues to get better and better. And Jared just viewed the albums completely opposite of what most people do. I find it fascinating, honestly. Well, the hits are I on see. the first two, right? I mean, other than no. uh, Karma Police. Yeah. Karma, 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 Police. Most of, I mean, most of their hits, I would That's argue, it. came out of OK Computer. Yeah. They really weren't, I mean, they've really never been big on having hits. When it comes down to it, their biggest well, hit one. is well, yeah, the biggest one is the obvious one, which is "Creep," which is to a certain degree a, a darn shame. But I can get into that at some point. Um, but yeah, I feel like most of their singles came out of OK Computer because you had um, you had the obvious one, which is "Karma Police." You had um, "Paranoid Android" was one. What else was on that album that actually kind of was a hit? No surprises. No surprises. Yeah, that's, I was looking through. That was the other one. No surprises, the big one um, as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah, I mean, most of their hits came out of their early work. And they really... In I mean, the U.S., they only had one hit, and it was Creep. Yeah, that's... They're one-hit wonders. Are they one-hit wonders? Technically. Yes. Oh, my God. That no, blows me not. away. They're one-hit wonders and they in the U.S., and their only hit is your favorite song, Creep. Their second most popular song has 142 million listens. Which was Karma Police. So what's Karma Police yeah. on the charts? That's where, it. Where did that place? Second. No, no. Like, where did it place? Not on the Spotify charts. Oh. Like, the actual <laughs> charts. Like, it did not chart in the U.S. You were talking about chart our, in the official, hall, our in the official charts that we definitely made up, and we're, not, we're referencing real charts that we created. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah. Karma Police didn't, didn't chart at all in America. Not on the Hot 100, no. That's crazy. They were more popular in the UK and and elsewhere. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Say that again, and real quick, Cody, I'm going to hurt you if you do that again. It's an accident. That's the third time you've done that. It's new. It's a new stand. I'm I understand it's it. a new stand, but get your phone away from the stand, stupid. I hope you actually edit it out, because the last time we talked about editing stuff out, you did not do it. I only edit it out if it's not funny. No, the okay. <laughs> no, in the Beatles episode. One, okay, yeah, I, I literally pause for a second. Yeah, we've thing. already paused. Let's pause right. for another second oh, because boy. two things. Number one, in the Beatles episode, several times I've only listened to about half of it. I've I said in it, let's cut that out. In 
in an actual thing that I'm saying, not as a joke, but in reality, I'm saying let's cut that out. It is still in the episode. Yeah. Number two, we already went over things that we wanted to cut from that episode. They did not get cut. <laughs> it's all true. Never oh, sent me the timestamp. I know. We did. don't have to send you a timestamp. <laughs> we discussed it, and then it got <laughs> uploaded. That's ridiculous. This is a, uh, you know, it's an intervention, Cody. We need you to. <laughs> we need you to get your shit together. Tyler, we, Listen the time Tyler we'd That's like you to start listening to it, I've please. Been, <laughs> I've been full on. I'm, I'm, let me tell you what. <laughs> Cody, I am shocked. <laughs> I did not know this was going to happen today. Oh, I'm just boy. as ambushed as you are. I had to pick a side. <laughs> All right, let's it's keep going. Prepared. I don't know. What, what were we talking about? I don't even know anymore. We were talking about. How they did better in in England and other European countries. Yeah, just start from the... Yeah, go. They actually charted better in the UK than they did in the US with most of their songs. Which kind of makes sense. Again, their sound is not one that is radio-friendly. Yeah, but they were in South Park. (laughs) That doesn't mean that they're radio-friendly. Eh. People watch South Park and stuff. I mean, I know that people watch South Park, but that doesn't mean that that translates to to your music being radio friendly. I also when when was it that they were on South Park? Because I think that would be very telling in terms of like like don't which you, album it was. Don't you remember the episode where Carmen, Carmen Cartman, uh huh, got all mad because Scott Malkerson sold him his pubes? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then Carmen found out that you can't buy pubes; you have to grow your own. Uh-huh. So he got mad. So he pranked Scott Malkerson to say that Radiohead, the band that he loves, is going to be at the like county fair, and then he killed his parents and turned them into chili and made him eat parent chili. I have no concept of any of that. There, to there's... to give a basis for it, it was uh, season five, episode four, original air date July eleventh, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Right. So, so which album came out in one? The that was Amnesiac. Boost and sales. That's why everyone loves that album here. Yeah, I mean that it was like right. I'm assuming it was right after Kid A came out, or at least soon after Kid A came out, which again is strange to me because, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Let's talk about Pablo Honey, huh? Yeah, I want to. I want. I want Jared to to be the one who leads the pack on this one if he's okay with that. Because I, I I feel like I don't have a problem with Pablo Honey. It's not that I dislike Pablo Honey. It's just that it's one of those, you know, it's a. It's an alternative rock album that was doing what alternative rock was doing in was it 93 93 It was just doing what was what was being done in 93 it wasn't it wasn't trying to be harmful it wasn't trying to be anything special they were just trying to make music It's considered alternative rock and grunge it I is told consider, you. it is considered a grunge album I told you they were grunge which is why I must like it so much I don't know that I get a grunge vibe off of Pablo Honey I mean, I what would be? It. I like so from the from that album. I, I, mm-hmm. The album was pretty good. I thought I like uh, Creep. Obviously, Creep is a, it's a it's a good song. It's overplayed. I agree. We'll go with that. Yeah, I like the song "Stop Whispering" a lot. It might be my favorite song by Radiohead. That was my favorite on that album. That song. That's a good one. Is was written as a tribute. To the band The Pixies. Just so everybody knows. Ooh. Stop whispering. Giving giving me that delicious little taste. And then is, I also like the Pixies? song Anyone Can Play Guitar. That's a pretty good song. Yeah, that's a good one. That's my favorite on the album. But I, I liked it. It was fun. 
uh, it was a good way for me to start because I was not looking forward to Radiohead, and then I listened to this album, and I was like, okay, I liked Pablo Honey. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it all right. I not a lot of good reviews doesn't appear mostly no. uh, middle of the road everybody's about a three out of five stars yeah i didn't i, I didn't it's care got some it. loud quiet loud dynamic i think it's just one of those things where again i don't think that they were trying to do anything incredibly dynamic i think that they were just kind of putting out a debut album like they weren't i don't know they their music clearly changed and we'll we're gonna have to get into that because that's literally the trajectory of radiohead but I don't think that they were necessarily doing anything out of the ordinary on this album. Mm-hmm. So what's yeah, it's pretty, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fairly typical. Let's play a little bit of stop whispering. Cause I think that that's the one that we universally are pretty big on. good feeling song right there it's again it's 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 just some harmless harmless stuff and i believe that old dax has something that he wants he's been wanting to talk about because this is his usual his usual gig that he wants to get into the show and he's got to get it in now if he's ever going to get it in oh welcome back to that sounds familiar i only got one this week but uh the the the, actually let's start out with the original song this is going to be the air that i breathe by the hollies uh, this is technically a cover. It was originally by Albert Hammond. Ooh. Oh, right. I like him. You know, his son is in The Strokes, Albert Hammond Jr. Jr. Ooh. Here's a little tidbit for you. That's fun. So we'll play a little bit of The Air That I Breathe. sure that i'm hearing it yet you're not hearing that not quite yet sounds just like it so well, okay we got we got another one i think I, I heard i think i heard things sound a little like creep yeah but just in the verse yeah but pl- pl- play a little bit of creep play a little bit of creep yeah all right we'll play a little we, creep all right we again should, we might have had it we probably should have done a little time stamp for this stuff but no this is fine you always say that every every week you feel like you got to get that comment in it's not gonna be funny anymore. It wasn't funny to begin with. It's not even a joke. It's just you making a comment. Alright, maybe I hear a little bit more now. Alright, now it's just the vocals in the verse that does it to me. Yeah. Yeah, it just has the same feel. But now let's yeah, take You don't have that chorusy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, that grunt. Let's take it over to Lana Del Rey real quick with the song Get Free. Finally, I'm crossing the threshold. 
the same song. I could uh, now. I'm gonna play the Tyler role on this one. I think all of those are fairly distinct. You think so? And I I can hear the melody being similar, but I can also tell that they're doing something different with the melody that they're using. Like yeah. if if Lana Del Rey came out and said, "Yeah, I took a little bit off of Creep," I'd be like, "Sounds about right," but yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at her. I'd be like, "No, that that sounded a little bit like it, but I think you did something different with it." I think they were all inspired by each other. Yeah. Not also, so bad. Boo you, Lana Del Rey. Don't make an album 40 years later stealing the title from an Iggy album. Ooh. Lame. 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 Okay. Lana Del Lame. While we're on Creep, I'm going to talk a little bit about Creep. Creep is very much similar to the conversation that I had about Rolling Stones last week, and so I won't get too in-depth with it. I just feel like people who have heard Creep don't know what they're getting into in terms of Radiohead's discography. Mm -hmm. If all you've heard is Creep, then you have no clue what you're in for with the rest of their music. And so it's one of those things where if that's their most popular song, it's... It's just not representative of that group. And so the fact that that is their most popular song, just, again, I just don't think it represents who they are. I had no idea what I was in for. Yeah. Because you you were like, oh, yeah, like, I I know Creep. Creep's probably my favorite song from them. And now I'm I'm hopeful that it's no longer. It's not. Yeah. No, there's there's just, there's no way. I mean, that's. That sound only lasts one album anyway. It's not like the Benz is like heavy in that sound. The Benz. Okay, so transition into the Benz right there. Perfect. Wonderful. I like the Benz because the Benz still has a little bit of that alternative rock sound, but it's doing something very different, and you can hear the elements of what's to come later. Agreed. Their their sound very much is present in the Benz as compared to Pablo Honey. It's not as experimental as the re- their later music, but it is clearly experimental from what they were doing originally, and that's why the album is so appreciated at this point. Yeah, I'd agree. I really the the Benz is an album I really enjoyed before having to listen to all of them. Right. But it hasn't. It, it didn't emerge to me this week the way that it has in the past. So, what, what do you think that is? I don't know. I'm not. Sh- I don't know what it is. I think it's just because I th- I really think the reason is because I like certain aspects of their sound and what they do mm-hmm. that comes out on albums. And it's not even like that widespread on the album all the time, but between okay computer and amnesiac, like, you know, those, you know, okay computer kid, a and amnesiac, mm-hmm. those are like the core that have the sound that they, that they produce that I really enjoy. Although I did like in rainbows, but mm-hmm. they get like those, they get horns and they get sax and they get like a jazz thing going on. Mm hmm. And some of those and some of that stuff, and it's really that's what I really I think it's really cool and fun. Yeah, I would agree with that. Jared, I know that you so you really like Pablo Honey, which I assume means that you then you didn't love the bins or you enjoyed the bins in the same way, or where where do you stand on the bins? I thought the bins was pretty good too. I I don't know if I liked it more than Pablo Honey, but I sure. I liked it. I like uh fake plastic trees. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I thought it was a fine album. I don't know. Pause. I needed to readjust my body, and I knew it was going to be <laughs> loud, so now I'm good. So, what would be favorites? Well, I guess we didn't we didn't do this for Pablo Honey, so we'll do it really quickly. Yes, we did. Da- well, Dax, did you say your favorite song off of Pablo Honey? 
Uh, I don't know. I, I guess creep, just because I know that the best. Just because, I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. Did, and Tyler, did, or Tex, whichever one we want to call you now, uh, was your stop whispering? Yeah, mine, no, I liked uh, Anyone Can Play Guitar, I think was my favorite. Oh, okay, well, one. before we finish off on the bends, we'll play a little bit of Anyone Can Play Guitar. I'm definitely getting more of a grunge vibe off of that one. So yeah, I could, it's got a, it's definitely got a groove in the beginning of it before it breaks into you know the hooky lyrical bits. Them hookies, ah. I could I could see that. So okay, so what are favorite tracks off of the bins? Start with Dax. Ah oh, boy, I know I, always, I like to call you out because you always get really anxious when I call you out. I know this one wasn't my favorite album. No, I guess My Iron Lung. Okay, I remember that one pretty well. Okay, so that, that stuck with me. Tex. I actually I don't have one on this one. You don't have a favorite one off of the bench? No, just is it I just don't. a universal I like, I like the whole album and I have I've always liked the whole album. But okay. I just don't know. Okay. I don't like I mean High and Dry is not my favorite, of course. Okay. That's probably my least favorite, but Okay. Jared, do you have that. a favorite one off the bends? I said fake plastic trees. You about did two say, minutes ago. You did say fake plastic trees. That was what prompted me to ask around the table. I know. Mine is nice dream. I like Nice Dream. It's real. It's a real pleasant one. We all picked something different, didn't we? Well, technically, Tex didn't pick anything. He just picked his least favorite. Well, all right. Isn't it fun that I'm already used to calling him Tex, <laughs> and I can't call you Dax for shit? <laughs> you asked for for Dax for weeks, and he's like, "Hey, today I want to be Tex." And I'm like, "All right, Tex, sounds good." It's funny because p- people other than you call me that. That's just normal. Tex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How'd you know? Yeah. Okay, let's let's get into the powerhouse that is OK Computer. What are our thoughts on OK Computer? One of the most, uh, people will argue, one of the most influential and biggest rock albums of all time. Do we agree? I started liking them more at this point, but this still isn't my favorite album. I agree. Cool. I agree. That is That is how I felt about OK Computer. No, it's really good. Yeah, I didn't say it wasn't really good. Yeah, it's you guys, good. Do you guys remember midweek, like, you know, I don't know, three days ago when I'm like, oh, I wish I had more than two more days to listen to this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was listening to OK Computer that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you listen to OK Computer this week? I only listened once. Okay. But I was like, oh, I want, if I could listen to this like four times. Mm. Mm. I will. So th- this is, I guess, a good album to come out and say it. I have not just listened to the discography of Radiohead once. I listened to, I'll, I, just to skip around a little bit, I listened to Moonshape Pool three times. I listened to <laughs> Kid A three times. And I listened to OK Computer twice. I listened to go. a lot of Radiohead this week. <laughs> I did not make it through twice like I had hoped. <laughs> I know you, yeah, because you said you wanted to get through all of the albums twice, which I is a huge feat considering we've yeah. been just getting through a full discography. And oh, oh wait, oh, we haven't done something important. Our usual segment is who cheated this week? Who Jared, did you cheat this week? I did not cheat this week. So you listen to all of the Radiohead albums that they have as studio releases. All of the ones that are on the list that I had to listen to, yep. I did listen to. Text. Way to go, dude. How did you do in terms of listening to all of Radiohead? 
Yeah, text. I did done. I done did real good. I done listened to all of them. All right. I, I once again, as I mentioned, I listened to not only every album, but I listened to some of them more than oh, once. Boy. Dax, how did you do in you terms been, of listening? Are you Dax and a fool? I listened to every album. All the way the, through? The, <laughs> all go. the way through? I ran out of time. I only listened to parts of the last two. <sighs> Which, for one, okay. for one is okay. For one is not okay, in my opinion. Don't you don't know? You're talking about uh, Moonshade Pool. Yes, mm-hmm. and then King and of Limbs. Yeah, those are like almost the same album to me. Ooh, we got, stuff. We got stuff to talk about. We got Look stuff here. to talk about. My favor for their discography can be best visualized as a wave. I'm listening. So, <laughs> I like Pablo Honey. That's cool. But then it's kind of like lower. Then we get up, we get up. And then you got the Benz is a little higher. And then OK Computer's like at the peak. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Kid A's on the down slope of it, Whoa. but it's still pretty good. Okay. All right. And then Amnesiac, I really like Amnesiac. It kind of it kind of like bumps back up, kind of like a plateau. Okay. You oh, know, so you know how you know how waves do the plateau? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> so sometimes you're, they get flat when they hit rocks and stuff. So, so it's you like, you liked Amnesiac better than Kid A. I did. Okay, we'll talk about but my, that. But I, but my favorite song, I like a song on Kid A more than I like the entire Amnesiac. All right. Well, once again, we'll talk about that. Hail to the Thief is still dipping lower. Hail to the Thief is totally lower. Okay. It's like no, I don't, that album. I used. To, I've heard some tracks on the album, but then when I listened to it, I was like no. And then M Rainbows is really good. Can you say everything like, oh. again? Sorry. Say all of that again because you're cutting out a lot. All of it. Just from okay. Russ Hail to the Thief. Go. And then Hail to the Thief, not I don't know. I heard some songs from Hail to the Thief. Not big, not big on it. I thought it was gonna be better than it was, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But then in I mean that was those five years to in Rainbows were well spent because man, in Rainbows is good. That's I, like a really good one. I didn't mention I listened to In Rainbows three times. Oh, it's good. But then it just goes down. I actually listened to And I, just King Limbs and, and a Moonshape War not they're not super distinguishable to me. And I've heard songs mm. from each of those, most prominently from a Moonshape Pool, mm. you know, since it came out a couple of years ago. And I was like, these are good songs, but right. as a whole, they just didn't do anything for me. Fair enough. In comparison. Does anybody else want to go through the whole discovery in such a, such a long way? or <laughs> No interest. No, I didn't think so. I, I'll, I'll share my thoughts more once we've gotten through all the discography, I think. But I like, I like your wave that you have given us. Mm. Yeah, so, it's up and down here. So, OK Computer, your top album. Oh, yeah, but I think in Rainbows is pretty close. Pretty close? Yeah, I do. I, listen- I just like the sound. The sound, they, it's kind of, you know, they get like kind of experimentally. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, Hail to the Thief is just like a bunch of bleed songs where they're all like one big song. I could see that. I could see that. And, and then in Rainbows kind of incorporates a little more sound, I think, from the, you know, you get a little more, you get a little more fuzz and different sounds to it. And I just prefer it. It just kind of stood out. It, the songs are more distinct for me. I listened to so I listened to In Rainbows two times in a row. Like I listened to it, and then in my head I was like, I didn't get everything out of In Rainbows. I don't think. And so I listened to it again, felt a little bit more comfortable with that album, and then returned to it a day later and was like, All right, I've got In Rainbows a little bit more now. It it took this. This is the week I think where it took the most work to really get an album. If that makes sense. Where like when you listen to like a Rolling Stones album, you listen to it the one time you're like, okay, I kind of get what's going on here. You listen to a Nirvana album, you got it. Everything kind of flows right. Radiohead, 
it's like work. Yeah. It's work to listen to Radiohead. Mm-hmm. It's good work, in my opinion. It's enjoyable work, but it's work nonetheless. It's work. That's why I was hoping to get through them more than once. Right. I definitely needed more time with most of them. So what are our favorite tracks off of OK Computer? Karma Police. Karma Police is it? Yeah, I like that one. Mine used to be Climbing Up the Walls, but then Karma Police kept growing on me and i kept realizing why people think of that song as such a good song and i at first i was really resistant i was like i can't let karma police be my favorite okay computer song but then it was you just try so hard to be different i want to be different so bad i'm a big old hipster baby bullshit boy yeah yeah me too that's why i would let kid a have my favorite song Mm. to be different be I also cool liked I also liked Karma Police, but I liked Paranoid Android too. That's also a very good track. It that remi- is a good one. Mostly because it reminds me of Dragon Ball Z. It doesn't really have anything to do with it. Just <laughs> mentally I've connected them. <laughs> that's and that that's all you needed was that connection. Yeah. Yeah. That is a really good song though. That is Paranoid Android is Yeah, really- oh I love it. And did then- anyone like Subterranean Homesick Alien? I was getting ready to talk about that. I was getting ready to talk about that. Not, it's not my favorite song. It's not my favorite song, but it is a Bob Dylan reference. Hello, ooh, subterranean homesick blues is one of his songs, and they decided homesick alien. Ooh, Ooh. baby, nice. I want to play. Go ahead. My answer is Karma Police as well. Well, that answer is that. So I'm going to play a little bit of Karma Police. And I just think that there's so many interesting dips and turns, and there's just so much going on in that song that it's hard not to really appreciate how complex Karma Police is as a song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that Paranoid Android is similar in a lot of ways. I do, too. I, do, I think so, too. And I, really, I think the guitar sounds... I really enjoy the guitar. Which is... What just happened? I don't know. I heard what sounded like something falling down, and it was perfectly <laughs> in silence, so you'll be able to cut it out. But cool. anyways, okay. So what were you saying about the guitar? I'm sorry. The guitar sounds... Re- I like the guitar in Paranoid Android a lot. I'm, I'll am i play a little bit of Paranoid Android. And there, I think that that this album, you can tell that they were deliberately trying to do something very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Which well, at yeah. times, I think this is my only flaw with this album to a certain degree, is that you can just kind of tell that they were, I don't want to say trying too hard, but they knew that they were putting in a lot of effort and they they were trying to make an influential, important album. And for the most part, that plays very well, but sometimes, sometimes, only sometimes, it feels a little bit forced. Mm. That's I my only complaint I, with OK Computer. What I think, I like the, you can tell they're trying to do something different. What I like about it is it's starting, it's like forcing its way into their sound. Mm-hmm. But it, the reason I like it is some of their later things, that's like, I guess I should start with this. 
I think to a lot of people, Radiohead can be um, a band and especially a discography that people can be intimidated by. Yeah, for sure. And I think people draw a lot of ideas to who haven't listened to it very much to what Radiohead sounds like. And I think that can go to two places. It can go to Creep. Mm -hmm. Or I think it can go to like their later work that's like this stuff. But but one thing I I don't find the chords. It's a lot of like chord picking Mm -hmm. slowly in their later stuff that I find to be very boring and indiscriminate. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's and this album tries to do similar things. But there's a there's like I, I can tell the chord changes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and things stand out a lot more. I I see that. Do we have any other thoughts on old OK Computer? Let's let's do we'll do a quick round. I think I've got Tyler's point. Does anybody I got two thoughts though? Oh, please do. But real quick, does everybody? No, I don't think everybody does. Does everybody think this is one of the most influential albums of all time? I don't know about influential. I don't know. No, <laughs> I wouldn't I think say so. that. I, I still think so. It doesn't it doesn't mean that it's my favorite Radiohead album, but I recognize it as their most probably important album. What are your two thoughts? Tex. Well, I just think it so I picked out two songs. I think that Subterranean Homesick Alien, especially in his singing, I get a lot of U2 in there. Okay. And so there's a little drawy, a little drawy. Although it's not even like that late, you know, U2 was making music that re- this reminds me of in the late 80s and even through the 90s so it's kind of mm-hmm. like okay that makes sense in a way but then i thought let down which here's an issue that i had when i was like i have to listen to this discography and i'm like you know i really don't like i like muse kind of but i hate the singer of muse. <laughs> <laughs> i unfortunately thought of muse multiple times this week oh yeah. me too and let down on this album the song Let Down especially reminded me of Muse. Let's let's play a little bit of Let Down, see if we can get a little taste of Muse on this one. I can feel it. I mean, the, the lyrics are what get me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more of a subdued version of Radiohead which only rears its head every once in a while I feel. Well, not mm-hmm. not too much. I it's it's really really I almost want to call it shoegazy, but it's not quite shoegazy. It's just light. It's like Radiohead light. Yeah. I think But that, it's still it's still mm-hmm. a lot it's still fairly bare. Mhm. In terms of effects. Yeah. Right, the guitar still sounds a lot it's a guitar. I can tell it's a guitar. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything still sounds like what it is. What it is. What it is. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to call back really when fast. I, said, said that. I don't Sugar know why. Cat. Sugar cat. Check out, <laughs> check out our episode. <laughs> check out our episode of Sugar Ray Charles. Good uh, band, bad band. Good band, bad band. Uh, Dax, real quickly before we move away from OK Computer, do you want to talk about Fit or Happier? What, what about it? Well, when you listened to it, you said, what's going on with Fitter Happy? Oh, that song. Yeah. I remember that song. Let me play it so you can get a little taste. Fitter, happier, more productive, comfortable, not drinking too much, regular exercise at the gym, three days a week, getting on better with your associate employee contemporaries, at ease, eating well, no more microwave dinners and saturated fats. A patient better driver, a safer car, babies. 
thoughts? It's great that track. Pretty that was pretty fun. It's I didn't expect it. Yeah. It just started, and I didn't know what was going on. I, I even skipped in to see if it was going to change, and it just keeps it up. It's a really, really interesting follow-up to Karma Police. Yeah. it's. I don't dislike it. I just didn't expect it. Right. I think that's one of the ones where you can tell that they were really trying to do something different. Is mm-hmm. like That track was just their way of like kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. It, it does seem like they're trying a bit too hard on that. And then they tried just the right amount when we transition into Kid A. Mm. Mm, Mama Mia, Papa Pia, I'm ready to talk about Kid A forever. Jared hated it, I bet. Say it, Jared. Say you hated Kid A. Say it. I don't think I hated it. I just, I kind of just listened. Just kind of listened? I didn't really, I mean, I took it in, but I don't really have a whole lot to say about really any of these albums. (laughs) Well, what did you, what did you take in from this album? They all blended in as I I listened to them. Okay. The first two albums were different, and then from then on, it was basically the same thing over and over. Man, that's my opinion. That's okay. I, I, I'm not detracting from your opinion. I just harshly agree. You know what I like the it. most about Kid A? What'd you like about Kid A? Motion picture soundtrack. The last track. It's got a hidden track, everybody. Hey, hey. it's got that Ooh. hidden track, baby. But I don't know. I've never have known. Spotify. Tyler, go ahead. Thank you, Spotify, for ruining hidden tracks and sticking there's untitled. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> let's let's listen to a little bit of untitled. Also, please sponsor us. <laughs> what a dynamic hidden track this <laughs> is. You know what this reminds me of? What's that? Foster's home for imaginary friends, like the intro to it. <laughs> You talked about that. Uh, why are we starting Kid A with the, the friggin' untitled... Whatever. Anyways, all right. Tyler, I want to hear, because this is your, your chance to talk about you wanting to be different in terms of your favorite song off of Kid A. My favorite song is yeah. the National Anthem. I knew it! Yep. I knew it. Of I course it's National Anthem. Oh, let's, let's, let's play a little bit of that National Anthem. That baseline right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. It's it's really really heavy Radiohead. Grungy. Yeah, it is. Uh, not grungy. It's just. But it doesn't. It's not droning though. No, it's it's like some of their other stuff. Like the later stuff, drone. It's just more droning. I don't know. That's kind of a grungy baseline, Caleb. I could, oh, man. It is a little grungy of a bass line. But the vocals, you know, we'll play a, a little bit more. We'll, we'll skip in a little bit on, on, old, on old National Anthem. Usually we won't play. Just, could just do it. Okay, just, just wanted to make sure people knew. We're, we're, this, isn't, this, is, this is different. Go listen we're doing to Radiohead. We're doing, little, listen to us. we're doing something a little different right yeah. now. We're doing something a little crazy. We're playing two, two parts of the same song. What's really interesting about National Anthem is how little that song is driven by the vocals. 
Oh, it's almost yeah. n- almost none of it. Almost none of it. And it's a almost six minute long song that's just driven by that like bam, 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 that that, that bass. driving bass, those like droning like jazzy elements they bring in like oh. halfway through the song. Oh, halfway through, I'm just like, I can't talk about any other any other song. I don't even care. Clue me into I it. love the baritone saxophone. Oh, a bunch time and time to talk have about a song. It. With the baritone saxophone in it, I I already I like it. You just have to tell me it's in there. I already like the song. Yeah, that's fair. And then when I hear it, and it's like awesome, I do. It's really good. So you know, the Barry yeah. gets in there like right before half with that little piece it they play, you know, and then yeah. they get all the squealing, yeah, instruments in there. Oh, oh. lots of squealing. Oh, I love it. I love this song. This song is so good. It's a really, really good song. I, I think that, even, so, because I could talk about, about just about any one of these songs for a good period of time, but even just the title track, everything in, in its right place, you can hear from the first note that it's going to be a different Radiohead album as compared mm-hmm. to OK Computer. I'm just going to play like the first like 10 seconds of the first track. It's so heavily driven by like electronic fusion like elements that are like so digital and weird and it just it's just so different. It's such a good mm-hmm. intro to an album too. It is. It and it gives you it gives you a really good taste of what the rest of the album is going to sound like. It's it has like that that really peaceful kind of note that comes in. And then it starts to blend into those weird, like, digital elements. And you know that you're going to get both of those throughout the album. National Anthem is really an anomaly on this album in terms of it being so, like, heavily driven by that, like, bass. But the rest of it is really, really flows really well, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. in that that regard. It's good. This is good. This album is good. I will say, and I'll, I'll save it as a spoiler... Kid A has for a long time been my favorite Radiohead album. I love this album a lot. I think it's them being incredibly diverse. It's no longer my favorite Radiohead album as of this moment. Ooh. But we'll get there. It's just a little it's just a little it's a little teaser. Sure. What could it be? Tune in soon. This album is so good though. What what are our favorite tracks good. off of Kid A other than National Anthem for my old Texty Boy? I really liked Idiotech. Oh, did you? I did. Jared, did you have a favorite one off? The, and you don't have to have a favorite one off of everyone, because I understand that you felt like a lot of these blended, so don't feel like pressure to have a favorite track, but if you have one, what is it? National Anthem as well. National Anthem as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yes, Jared. Since we agreed, and I'm super happy because Idiotech is my favorite. I th- I think Idiotech is my favorite Radiohead song. Just cool. across it's the board. It's a good song. It's a really, really good, good song. song. That's right. National Anthem is my favorite Radiohead song. So Perfect. A little bit of idiotech. There's something just so like alien and weird and I, it's so hard to describe that track. I, I, I'm it. When I first heard it, 
I didn't know what I was experiencing. Like I, I, I had listened to like everything through Kid. I, I listened to Kid A for the first time last year when I was doing my like my music project, and I had been listening to it and like taking it in and really enjoying the album. And then Idiotech hit, and I like I stopped where I was, and I was like, I have to listen to this album again. Like I like, <laughs> there's so much that I'm missing here. Like, and that's how I feel about like every Radiohead album. I could listen to them over and over and over again, and I feel like I'm still experiencing something different from the albums. Mm-hmm. Mm. Kid I think A. It's- Interesting too, the sound of Kid A. Uh, for uh, for me, Kid A when I when you I listen to it, it just sounds like two thousand. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I wonder if it doesn't sound like two thousand because of Kid A, right? Does two thousand just sound like Kid A, or does Kid A sound like two thousand? Oh man, you yes. know what I mean. I do know what you mean. And I don't have an answer. I think personally that again, because I think that Radiohead is the most probably the most influential group to come out of the early like the the mid nineties, early two thousands. I cannot I cannot think of a group who had a more dynamic and like influential sound. Who did they influence in your mind? I think they influence like all of music. <laughs> I think that like everything what a broad statement. It is a broad statement and I mean it is a broad statement. I think that the 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 things that they were doing with their music and their ability to flex their musical chops and to like create a more dynamic sound and change their sound across albums in such a, a like vast way is what is influential. The ability to shift gears in your music and do something different. Electronic music was heavily influenced by Radiohead. Alternative music was heavily influenced by Radiohead. I don't have specific names, but just the blend of those two genres was not being done in the same way until Radiohead did it, in my opinion. It had been done, but not in the same dynamic way. Not as popularly. No. Yeah, I would agree. So we'll transition now into an album that I think makes makes sense to continue to talk about with is amnesiac i don't know if you guys knew this it's pretty well known that amnesiac was recorded at the same time as kid a and so there's a lot of elements from this album that sound like kid a but a lot of people consider it like the kid a b-sides yeah i agree with that i didn't like it as much i i don't agree with it but i i could see why someone would feel that way i like this album you like amnesiac the opening track i love the opening track let me play a little bit of the opening track that is a really good opening track as well it mm-hmm. again sets the tone and that is so important for an opening track they and do I knock it, it out I, of the park with the opening tracks. You know, when we're talking about opening tracks, <laughs> when we're talking about opening tracks, you know what's the opening track that really sets the tone? What is that? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> That's a good one. That's probably the best. They one should put ever. hidden tracks in opening tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should. So like, you put on the you put on the album, and it's like dead silence for like three minutes. You're like, did I? Does my CD not work? And no, I just instead of like you know, you just hide it on there. So when it plays, instead of playing track one, it just play some crazy thing for thirty seconds, and everyone's just really confused, <laughs> and nobody knows what to do. And then it plays the intro song. So then, because it's only like thirty seconds, and then it just starts playing the intro song. 
everyone's so confused, but it's so brief that no one says anything about it. To anyone. <laughs> can, can you imagine? Ever. Can you imagine picking up a Green Day album, putting it down? You're like, oh, Dookie, let, let's hear what this is. This is as soon as you put it on. I'll go by myself. Oh, <laughs> that would like, be fun. Yeah, you flip it. Ever. You flip it. Yeah, if you, it's oh, you know who did that was Kendrick Lamar. On on damn he re like it was like a re release of the album where he went from the last track to the first track rather uh-huh. than going first oh, wow. to last. Why don't people do that more often? It's they an in, it's an interesting concept, and yeah. I I don't hate it. Good job, Kendrick. But we'll talk about you one. soon. Anyway, this first song, packed like sardines in a crushed tin box. I think it's really cool because it starts with. The, that bass line. Sorry, we're laughing. Right. Jared is taking a drink of his beer, and you can. Uh, so we'll we'll do a little we'll do a little actual like uh, behind the scenes look on the, on this episode. We just got a lot of like really new equipment, and we're getting used to this new equipment. And I don't know that Jared knows how good everything is coming in. So when he takes a big gulp of beer, oh, it comes in crisp as fuck. Let's let's yeah. We'll take a little drink break for Jared. Let's hear it. Let's what hear it. Oh, I just all right. Yeah, a little a little beer break for Jared. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna love that. I can't hear that. Unfortunately, oh, I can't wait for you to be able to hear it on the recording. That's lame. Oh, I could. Oh no, God, you are gross. You are the grossest individual I think I've ever encountered in my life. Uh, what I, I just all I did was take a take a sweet. Oh sip. no! Yeah, you can smell it. Oh no! You can smell it from here. It's not good. We'll cut. We'll cut out you us calling you gross and us uh, reacting to the smell of your burp. But we'll give you all the other stuff. Maybe all. Oh, give me a second. Hold on. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna need a minute. Hold on. What's happening? Over His here? beer burp is putrid. Oh God! It just smacked me in the face. I, yeah, I was trying to warn you. <clears throat> Five, four, three, two. Okay. okay. So yeah, title track packed like sardines in a crushed tin box. Keep talking. Yeah, I like that it starts with kind of that bassy bit, which is the lowest thing you'll hear, and then as it as everything comes in, it kind of layers. Mm-hmm. And for me, what the way I'm listening, I don't, you know, of course, this depends on how you're listening to it in a sense, right? But the vocals are way high in the mix. They're like right at the tip top. Mm-hmm. So they're like right here, like at my face. Okay. And yeah, I can we, hear I can how see your everything face is layered all the way down. Mm-hmm. You know I, what I mean? I think that the thing that really stands out to me from this album, too, is that the flow of it is way more than impressive than you would think if they had recorded a bunch of songs as well from Kid A. Like, this yeah. album has a very, very consistent... Because Kid A has a really consistent flow, but Amnesiac has an additional really, like, crisp flow from track to track. That is impressive. It does. Yeah. Was it planned And, and as- I can tell it's Kid A-esque, because it has, it has some of those jazz bits in it still. Yeah. What were you saying, Dax? Was it planned as one big album, and they split it up, or did they plan on... Just recording a bunch of stuff and seeing what happens. I think that that was their plan because the the thing that is um, pretty well known about Kid, I didn't want to get too in depth with it because it's thing, things that everybody knows about. Is that the way that the song structure works from Kid A is that they took song like spl- like splices of songs basically. Mm-hmm. They took songs, cut them into pieces, and then pushed those pieces together mm-hmm. rather than crafting like a, a typical um, just a. a 
just a traditional written song. Yeah. Um, and you can hear that in a lot of ways, but I think that they probably were doing very similar things across Amnesiac, and I think that they probably had a well-thought-out plan in terms of having both albums, but I think that they had so many ideas. This is just me. This is guesswork, but mm-hmm. I think they had so many different ideas that they knew that they could probably split it up across two albums. Hmm. I, my, would be my guess. I, I don't know that for sure. Yeah. But, um, what are, what are, because again, no pressure, Jared. Uh, what are favorite tracks off of Amnesiac if you have one? Nothing. Nothing. Do you think that that, so do you think knowing that, does that explain to you at all why the, the tracks really blend together? Yeah, why they, the why they both sound the exact same? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> you, you put it in such a negative light. It, it, you said they were recorded at the same time. Right. They mm-hmm. are the same thing. They're similar. All right. They're, they're very similar, but <laughs> okay. I think, I think that, so I'll, I'll Put it this way, I think the Amnesiac is probably their most underrated album from my perspective because yeah. Kid A is so heavily represented represented in like music history, but Amnesiac really is not. When they're the albums are in a lot of ways not identical, but have s- such similar elements that it's hard not to put them almost on the same level, but not quite. Because again, I think Kid A is a better album overall. Uh, for me, they both sit like right there, next to each other, mm-hmm. at like a peak, it's a good, in, in a mm, sense, right? It's a good, it's a good mm-hmm. peak. Uh, so and they're d- both good. Is that your favorite track? Uh, old, old Tyler is the title track, or do you have one in the middle? No, somewhere? I, I like Life in a Glass House. Oh, okay. We'll play a little the bit. Closing of, track. We'll play a little bit of that closing track too. Yummy, yummy! Those jazzy elements. Oh, so good. They have... I'll, I'll say that they have so many tracks that have those like jazz elements across their music. They clearly have an appreciation for the, the medium. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, I, and those are the songs that I tend... I don't know what it is, but I really tend to gravitate towards those, personally. I, I would agree. I, I really enjoy those as well, because I think that there's something... Not that, not that this is a jazz week, but there's so much of a dynamic sound that comes out of jazz music, and I think that they recognize, appreciate, and want to incorporate that into their music. Mm-hmm. And I will admit... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I will admit, this is the first Radiohead album I ever owned. Really? Hmm. Yep. Fun fact... Also, Fun the fact. first so Radiohead album I probably I listen to most. There you go. Also, the my my first album uh, from them. Uh, the only two that I actually have on vinyl are this and Kid A, though. I need more of them. I but. have this one, and I don't have I don't have any other one. You only have Amnesiac, right? But I want Kid A. I'm not gonna lie to you. Kid A sounds great on vinyl. I'm not gonna lie, four, which it shouldn't be surprising. And this is one of them. And so is Kid A. Pause. What? Why are you pointing your head at Jared? He's raising his hand. Yes. I was. I. Oh What's going on? You were gonna do a thing, and then I, I was trying to tell you that you talk, and then I'll talk. I raised my hand because he said. Oh, he that's said, not, oh, yeah, that's okay. not. He said Dax. So <laughs> I, I raised didn't. my hand and I said you, then me. That didn't make said, sense to me at all. Okay. We'll cut back in. Three, two, one. Dax, what were you thinking? I was thinking a uh, pyramid song, probably. Ooh, okay. Let's play. I, I really like pyramid. I, I actually really like most of the songs on Amnesiac, but yeah. I really like pyramid song as well. We'll play a little bit of that. Jump to the river, what did 
I get the chilies from that one. Mm. Yummy, yummy. Skin, skin orgasm. Frisian. I, because like, I remember, like, I had not really listened to Radiohead that much. And I got, so I got this album actually as a gift. I Mm. had not really listened to Radiohead a lot. And when I got this album, I put it on and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, (laughs) it was way before I had really, like, dug into this kind of music. And because it was years ago that I got this. Um, and I like as I was listening to all these songs, there's so many different elements and so many moving parts to Amnesiac that it's it's hard it's it's easy to get lost in that album. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite. Oh, sorry, Jared, you had a thought. Go ahead. Pitchfork wrote that Amnesiac is as about as close to the Benz as Miss Cleo is to Jamaican. <laughs> What a really interesting thing to throw into the conversation. Thank you, Pitchfork. That's very... Pitchfork, you've always been here for us. They've been on my side every week thus far, so... Have they? Did you go through the the Radiohead albums to see if your opinion lines up? I forgot to today. Oh, okay. Well... (laughs) But my my Radiohead album ranking is a little little untraditional in terms of... So is mine. uh, In terms of I like four of them, I don't care about the rest of them. So is mine. Oh, I bet yours is. We already know that. Uh, Before we move on from Amnesiac, mine is You and Whose Army. I'm going to play a quick little bit from that. that like uh, his, his vocals on this album in particular to me really stand out i don't know if you guys agree with that but i think that his his vocals don't always put the album together but i think that there's something really dynamic about his vocal range on amnesiac he does a lot of different stuff with his voice that pops for me yeah i could see that a bit a bit a bit well let's see what we feel about Oh, hail to the thief. To the keep thief. on moving and grooving through these albums. I think, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it now, I think that from here on, we'll probably have a little bit less to say about each album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm mad at Pitchfork. You're mad at Pitchfork? Yeah, they said hail to the thief. They ranked it as best new music. And I'm like, no. Oh, they did? They did. Well, best new reissue. Oh, well. Mm. I... They, didn't rank, they didn't rank the initial album. I okay, so this to to put into perspective, Pitchfork gives best new or best new reissue to an album that gets an eighty two and up. Is that right? I'm not sure. I th- I think it is. I think it's either eighty one or eighty two. I think it's eighty two. I say that because I gave that album eighty one. So I did not quite give Hail to the Thief best new music. Bunch of dumb dumb Pitchforkies. They they. <laughs> Reviewed Amnesiac initially as a nine, uh-huh. and then reviewed Amnesiac Special Collector's Edition reissue as a nine point five. They must have added something that they really liked. What? Dumb. What is? I mean, I know that because they gave OK Computer a ten because they're Pitchfork and they have okay to give OK Computer, computer a 10. and Kid A both got tens. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then 
The I know that because on Pitchfork, don't they just have like the collection of Pablo Honey and Bins together? Yes, they gave Bins and OK Computer a ten. Oh, okay. And Kid A, but then not Amnesiac because they're lame. And they also, I'm pretty sure they gave Moonshape Pool a ninety-one. Is that right? Yeah, they did. I don't know why I know. <laughs> I gotta stop knowing all the things that I know inside my big old stupid. I just brain. like how they gave the best of Radiohead a four and a two because it's a two. You know, there are two discs in some of them. Oh, just like Radiohead's music's good, but their music everyone likes sucks. <laughs> that is very Pitchfork. <laughs> Anyways, hail to the thief! Hail to the thief! Hail, hail to the, the thief! thief. Uh, I my thought is is I think that Hail to the Thief is kind of a return back to their music being more accessible, where Kid A and Amnesiac were very inaccessible to the modern like the usual music listener, mm. very abrasive, very much in your face, hard to comprehend music. Hail to the Thief tones that stuff down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so, but it's just droney to me. So you don't you're not you're not a big fan of Old Hail to the Thief. No. I really like it. Might, this honestly, one. it might be my least favorite of their albums. Really? Mm-hmm. I, oh. I, I I liked it. Okay. Because I, I liked it as well. It's not it's by no means my favorite Radiohead album, but it's by no means my least favorite. And Dax, you had something to say? I said I liked it. You oh, know okay. who's you know <laughs> whose least favorite Radiohead album this is? Who's that? Radiohead. Oh, is it? It's their least favorite. Oh, well, that's They said it, there were too many tracks and that it should have been 10 instead of 14. That's huh. what they said. 14 is a little dense. And I think that this is, I think that this is their longest album. 56 minutes. Yeah, I think that, I think if I remember, I hailed a thief as their longest album. So I could see them maybe. They're really good about having a, a good length of an album about where it's 40 about 40 minutes. 40 minutes is pretty standard. In Rainbows is 42. King of Limbs is their shortest at 37. Okay, Computer is okay. 53. Oh, is it 53? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It okay. was 53. Moonshade Pool is 52. So, I, okay, maybe 40 to 50 is a bit of a more standard for them. But I because Hail to the Thief is the one closest to pushing an hour long. So I could see them maybe wanting to cut that sucker down to closer to like 45 minutes or less. Mm. So, uh, favorite songs on Hail to the Thief? Um I have one song that I want to like talk about, but I don't know if it's like favorite track. I have a couple. I couldn't really choose on this one. Ooh, really? Yeah. Who so, you got? Who you got? My actual favorites. I have two. Yeah. Uh, two plus two equals five. Good. Tr- good song. And That's there, 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 there is my favorite. Those are tied for me. Okay. Uh, also, we suck young blood. That's the one I want to talk about. I don't that think it's a, a good song. I don't know. I didn't think it was as good as the other two, but for some reason, I really like it. Also, Jared, do you remember we suck young blood well? Somewhat. Here's my. I, I do, have a question I before you like play a song. Okay. So on Wikipedia, they have like the name of the song, and then like uh, most of them in parentheses, they have other names of the song. Yeah. Why? On, on Hail to the Thief, the the track listing is so like two plus two equals five. The lukewarm. Yeah, what is Sit the down, reason? Stand up snake. Is letters. that on the album? What, yeah. They it's I, actually on the album that way. Yeah, I think so. But it's not, it's on, not Spotify. on Spotify. Why? I, because Spotify is big dummy boys. What is the point Agreed. of adding extra little things to the name of the song? Spotify be taking well because it's is that re- but like that's really what they wanted you to think when you thought of the song art. Where I end and you began, the sky is falling in. It's art. Every song, and that was the same way with the last album. Was it? Yes. That's how it is on Amnesiac. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember that. I knew that it was on Hail to the Thief. Are you sure? It's not that way on the on what I'm looking at, I guess. But maybe it no, is on... No, maybe. I'm, it looks like I'm wrong. Oh, okay. Okay. So Hail to the Thief, they are doing that. Though. I think that's the only album they did that on. But yeah, it's a, it's a little funky. What were you saying about We Suck Young Blood Doe decks? I liked it. Do you like it? In a weird way. Like, yeah. I like it too. Let's actually. Uh, let's play a little bit of that and then we can dig into it a little more. I It's that clap, I think. Mm. That clap is the only thing that I'm like, hmm. It's just, it's it's mm. in a minor key. It's somber. It's just slow. It, I, I, I just like it. Radiohead is all about being somber. They ain't yeah. here to make you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what Radiohead's here to do. Yeah, you like a punch-up at a wedding? I do. I do like a punch-up at those, a wedding. Those lyrics reminded me of Neil Young. Reminded you of what? Neil Young. Oh, really? They did. Give me some some lyrical examples on a punch up at a wedding. <clears throat> I have one Neil Young song. Which I wish I had prepared better because I cannot remember what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's on Harvest. Okay. I mean, what Neil, what Neil Young song is on Harvest anyway? And just the way he sings in that song mm-hmm. just reminded me of Neil Young. We'll play. We'll play a little bit of punch up at a wedding. Maybe not the best clip for the example of the Neil Young voice, but uh, you know, it's all right. Yeah, it just hit me. I mean, I don't think anyone. I'm not saying everyone should agree. That's just how I felt when I heard it. We're we're paused. You can go ahead and throw him off. <laughs> Why is this happening? I don't know. He what never been here. Cat, cat jumped cat on jumped Jared. On my lap the no cat reason. never jumps on Jared's lap. It's, the cat's it's pretty in strange. The in the suit, oh yeah, so. take this moment to get your beer drink. Yep. Yeah, let's hear it. Get that gulpy. Oh, God, it's so gross. <laughs> I can't. I'm so mad I can't hear that. Uh, you're mad you can't hear him drink? Yes. <laughs> Why? It's. I want to hear and laugh and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Move in with us, buddy. Yeah, you can be. You could be on the couch, and Cody can sleep on his air mattress. It'll be great. Two yeah, weeks. Two weeks. Brown. Two weeks since you moved in. All right. Uh, so, do we have any other thoughts on Halo Thief? I would say, once again, not my favorite, but definitely nothing on this album stands out to me as bad. I have some things okay. to say. Yes, please. Uh, my favorite track on the album. <gasps> Jared's got a favorite track on Halo Thief. Is uh, Mysomatosis. Okay. Mysomatosis. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, although I do not know. Okay. It, is a, it is a highly infectious and usually fatal viral disease of rabbits. Causing swelling of the mucous membranes. Mucous membranes? Is that how you spell mucus? M-U-C-O-U-S? Yep. Yeah? yeah. You right. said muculus. You added an L in there. <laughs> Muc- mu- okay. All right. <laughs> let's, get, let's cut that out. Let's try it again. No. No, that one's staying. Dang it. <laughs> I don't know how to spell mucus. All right. It's okay. 
causing swelling of the mucous membranes, insane in the mucous membranes, and inflammation and discharge around the eyes. Okay. And that's why it's your favorite track is because of that. Yeah, it's called a weird it's called a weird net thing. And he talks about it in the song. The beginning of the song he says, The mongrel cat came home holding half a head, proceeding to show it off to all his newfound friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, once again, their lyrical content's not here to cheer you up. It's here to make you sad AF. He, he says he has it in the song. Huh. That song is kind of fun. My thoughts the... are misguided and a little naive. I twitch and salivate like my mixomatosis. You should have put... said mitosis. Yeah, myso. Well, there's an X in it, but how do you pronounce it? I M- think that the X zo, is silent. Zo. It's zo. silent, but yeah. Mizomatosis. Mizomatosis. You should put me in a home, or you should put me down. That's what he says on the song. That's I like it. Some good lyrics. That's I was lyrics. like, he said it in the song, and then I looked at what it was called, and I was like, what is this? And I like Googled it. <laughs> you I'm needed like, to know. It's, a, it's an infectious rabbit disease. <laughs> He's got some weird, like, it's them just I being weird. I liked it. Just them being weird. I am, I am rabbit. I am rabbit. It's a metaphor for life, guys. Oh, yeah? I am rabbit. Carrots and such. <laughs> <laughs> carrots, carrots and such is. I think that's the name of the episode. Is yeah. I am carrot. I am rabbit. Carrots and such. I am carrots, rabbit and such. There you go. To that, that'd be good too. So in rainbows. In rainbows. What did we think about in rainbows, Jared? Did you think this oh. one kind of blurred together with Hail to the Thief? I just realized there's a disc two on Spotify. Yeah, oh, it's, it's just yeah. the second. Disc. I read about that. It's weird. Are you supposed to listen to both of those? No, this two is in the original album. Oh, okay, good. So later on, they released this two because they recorded a lot of other stuff, mm-hmm. and they put it out. <clears throat> later on, you can get it digitally. Later on, I think you could eventually maybe CD. I, but it I wasn't. Re- it wasn't an initial release. So I didn't listen to the. I'll, the I'll start the conversation on in Rainbow. Please do. So. Radio, like, as you, you keep talking about how they're influential and, and, like, their music, I don't, I mean, I see it to a certain extent. Sure. But the way that they went about their albums is really, like, what is influential about them. Mm-hmm. In that they kind of are the first band that really utilize the internet. Yes. And so Good when this album point. came out in 2007, mm-hmm. they did a pay what you want download for it. Yep. Yes. And I remember that, like, uh, that concept coming out of of the internet with that, yes, and a lot of bands. I, I remember that, that as well. Yes, and they don't do that anymore because now you don't have to pay a red cent for it, other than right, like right. the subscription. But you don't even have to pay that. You can pay no no money and still have Spotify. I pay because I do not want to listen to dumb ads, mm-hmm. right? But you can still listen to an album. With ads, and most of the time, like you can't even listen to the album straight through. Oops. <laughs> Why, <laughs> just say straight through again. Why don't you, you yell can't, at him? You can't listen to the album. He's not as good at this as you are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he doesn't even talk into the microphone directly. That's true. You can't even listen to the album straight through. You, it's like a you want to listen to Radiohead in Rainbow's playlist. So it's like you listen to Radiohead, and then they're like, "Oh, you like Block Party too? All right, here we go." <laughs> but um. But yeah, so like that was cool that they kind of are like, all right, we don't really care how much money we're going to make on this and we'll make whatever fans allow us to make. Because like they get paid to record the album from the studio that or the the record company that they work for. Right. 
And then they right, get. But they weren't a, on EMI anymore. This is their first album. All. So their go. contract. Their Say that again. Ended. Sorry. Say that again. Their contract with their label EMI had ended at this point. That's why it took. So it took five years to get you know all of their stuff together for this album, and it was their first release off of EMI after Hitler the Thief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're contracted in it. So they kind of were in a, they're like in a realm, a more free realm of we can do different things. Yeah. And they, you know what I mean? Uninhibited. You want to get all those wigglies out real quick, Dex? No, it was so loud. Why why am I always the one that gets yelled at? Because I love Leon at you. (laughs) All right. Let's all, here, let's all, let's all do a little quick wiggle check. This chair's broken. Yeah. Yours is real. Yours is real. Are you wiggling with us, Tyler? They, they are the, Go ahead, Jared. They are the first major act to do the pay what you want release method, which like it was I mean, a really unique. It lasted concept. for a while. A lot of bands did that. Still, like still, bands do that occasionally. Isn't SoundCloud somewhere where they do that? Uh, Bandcamp. 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 Bandcamp right. is Bandcamp. one that you can do. That. Yeah, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you and I, I did that before. I mean, I would given I've given bands like a dollar. I've given them five dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've done that. I've done that at Bandcamp. And really, it's kind of the live music has taken that in the same way. Like when you go to Warp Tour or whatever, which you can't anymore. Rip, rip. But you, a lot of bands would be like, yeah, whatever you want to give us, you know, that's cool. And then you give them two dollars and like, you don't have like a few more dollars. And it's like, why did you? <laughs> Damn let's it! Not pay what you want. Let's pay. Pay what we want you to want. We want you to pay. Pay what we want you to want to pay. But like, I'll see a a band live at like you know local thing, and it's like I'm not gonna pay you twenty dollars or whatever you decide is worth, like you know whatever. But you know, I'll give you five bucks, and if you give me your out your CD and maybe a T-shirt or something, like I'll I'll wrap it too. (laughs) I'll give you five bucks, and maybe you give me like you know a pick and a T-shirt and a CD. Just give me your drum set. Maybe I was gonna say maybe you could just give me the whole guitar if you want to give me that. What are you doing with that microphone? Five bucks though. Five bucks. (laughs) So, anyways, how about some tracks on in rainbows? What, what are some cheap shows? You know who had some sweet cheap shows? Oh, yeah. five dollar admission shows always ever. Who's that? One of the best bands ever, Fugazi. Oh, you gotta, you gotta save your Fugazi <laughs> business for later. You're it's giving just them, one little tit. Just you, one little tit. You're giving them taste. All that something year. to do That's with Radiohead. Do. Yeah, because Fugazi. Was like one of the first bands who's like, I hate all of you, so you can buy a CD for ten dollars, you can come to a show for five dollars, and that's it. All right. No more no more monies. That's all the monies, buds. No more monies, budsies. So tracks on M Rainbows. What are yeah. some so let's, let's get into some more of the music part so of I, M Rainbows. I have a favorite. Yeah. And it's my favorite both musically and by name. Okay. Weird fishes slash arpeggio. Oh, okay. that that's probably my favorite. Arpeggi. Arpeggy? Arpeggy. 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 I always say it as arpeggio, but there's no O there. Arpeggy. Jigsaw falling into place. I like all of those. So let's play a little bit of Weird Fishes. Mm -hmm. Arpeggy. And then we'll come back to some some Jigsaw falling into place. Okay. Ooh, that's a pretty one. I think a lot of In Rainbows is really pretty. Yeah, like it's it's they're, they're a lot less. I, I, again, I said their music is very like inaccessible and sometimes kind of harsh. I think that this is one of the albums that like 
really lets the listener in and it's like you know what you can be a fan of us you can you can you can have some fun with us it's just pleasant a little bit a little bit of jigsaw falling into place say as well one of the important things from in rainbows is i think this is one of the first albums they've had in a long time where it was really guitar heavy mm. yeah it definitely was more guitar heavy like it's they, kind of a, re- a return to some sounds i think in a way yeah absolutely i think that they really hailed a thief amnesiac kid a all of those albums are kind of i don't want to say ignoring the guitars but they're just so not driven by them in any way shape or form but there's so many songs on this album specifically on this album specifically that were really heavily driven and like like the guitar was just such an integral part of that song mm-hmm. which leads into my favorite track on in rainbows they'll play a little bit of house of cards It's just another one of those songs that's like really, really heavily driven by that nice, soothing, beautiful mm-hmm. guitar riff. His vocals really pop on that song. And I would say it's probably my number two song from them because of the fact that it's probably, to my, in my general opinion, their most accessible song. I don't know if other yeah. people feel like I can any see, way I can see that. It's definitely, uh, it's easier. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's much easier. It's a much easier Radiohead track. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we'll go. I I like I like in rainbows a lot. I think it's one of their more accessible albums. And then we can move in. You missed my song. Oh, I thought that you said uh, weird fishes. I do like it, but it's not my favorite. Oh, I thought you said it was your favorite. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to skip over your old taxi boy. No, no, no. you're good. Mine is body snatchers. Ooh, body snatchers Mm. is a good one. Let's play a little bit of body snatchers. You really like the them driving bass lines. I do. I don't know. It's a groove. I like the the songs that have a groove. Uh, it's it's real groovy. It's it mm. reminds me a lot of national anthem for sure. Tom York said yep. that uh, he described the song as a little bit like N E U apostrophe, which is another band meets Noi. Noi meets dodgy yeah. Noi. hippie rock. It sounds like that new Australian band Wolf Mother. Oh, <laughs> which it's funny. That, we are dating the funny shit out of that album right now. That's oh, a funny to hear an interview that says that new Australian band Wolf Mother. I know. Well, the album came out what in two thousand eight or seven or oh, whatever. Seven. So it's like, oh, it's yeah, that's when they came out. Yeah, it is. That is that's weird. Oh man, I I I always forget about Wolf Mother, man. Is it? Well, then they have like two albums. 
They had four. <laughs> Makes his way all across the land. They had four, but they only had two good, decent ones. See him sifting through really the only good one, one good one with the debut. Oh, it's such a good debut. Got a lot of good tracks on debut. Not, not the ones that, that I'm on, singing, but... That was some sweet Viva La Bam songage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got to get into that at some point, but I don't think Radio has the, the time to get into old Viva La Bam. Mm. Are Wolf Mother on our good band, bad band list? With any other, uh, if they're not, they're going to be. All right, we'll let's put them, we'll put them on there. Send us your look forward to our Wolf Mother edition when we send us your ideas. <laughs> send <laughs> anything that starts Facebook with messages. Mother, mother, Wolf Mother, Love mother. Bone. I thought about that one actually. Ooh. Well, okay, moving on. So, what are our thoughts? We got two more albums, and then we can. I've got a. I've got a little bit of a wrap up for today that I'm really wanting to do. Uh, what are thoughts on King of Limbs? I will come out and say now. Probably my second least favorite after Pablo Honey. Yeah, I don't like it really. Yeah, it was it's okay. It, I didn't listen to all of it. Oh yeah, you didn't. That's right. I skimmed it. That's the one That's I would. Okay. I'm okay. If there's ever been an album, I'm okay with you skimming from Radiohead. It's probably King of Limbs. I have a favorite song. It definitely. Is. Do you? Yeah, you're you're gonna hate it probably. Is it Bloom? How do you know you didn't you didn't hear the other half? That's true. Is it Bloom? No. Oh, okay, I just figured you were like first track. Morning, Mr. Magpie. Second track. All right. Feeling. Let's play it. I don't have any problem with that one. Mm-mm. Why would I not like that one? I just assume it's a weird one. I like their weird ones. I'll, I'll come out and say it, and it's this is a rarity. I'll probably never have another one like this. Yeah. There's not a song from Radiohead that I just straight up dislike. Yeah. Like, there, I like all of their music, which is astounding to stay. I, I don't have a, some of the songs don't stand out to me as much. Some songs don't. Like, this album is one of my, is my second least favorite, but that doesn't mean I didn't like King of Limbs. It's just they're probably least dynamic uh really follows too heavily behind the other albums it's their shortest one so it doesn't have as much time to grow it's Mm -hmm. just you know it's not that it's bad it's a it's a fine album it's just not as good as their other music all right it's just it's just tame in rainbows tame in rainbows Mm. i can (laughs) know their sound is a lot tamer Mm -hmm. it just kind of you know kind of floats out there yeah yeah jared did you have a favorite one from uh from king of limbs or no I'm gonna pick Lotus Flower because of the video where Tom York dances and he became a meme. That's totally fair. Let's yeah. play a little bit of Lotus Flower. <laughs> Jared, I think that Radiohead also suffers from your your chronic too long of an intro <laughs> <laughs> issue that I know that you feel with like every is there is there any music that you like that you've enjoyed so far in terms of the first thirty seconds or do you hate the creep be- creep the beginning of creep is good uh, like that's it. okay that's fair so what's interesting about the um, uh, dynamic of so Dax's 
favorite track is Morning Mr. Magpie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Morning Mr. Magpie is basically, it's a, it's a song about the information age. Tweets, mm-hmm. headlines, the corporate media, simplifying things, and the effects of that on people's ability to focus. Uh-huh. So basically what they're saying is that, like, uh, it's uh, Twitter and all that, it's killing all of the magic and taking up the memory that we have as uh-huh. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet... My favorite track, Lotus Flower, became a meme. (laughs) (laughs) So they write a song, and then another song on the album is the exact opposite. (laughs) Of the meaning of an of another song. That's beautiful. That's really funny. (laughs) That's really funny. Oh man. Okay. What what was uh, Texas' favorite track? Did we say it? Did he say it? I don't have one on this. Oh. No, you didn't. Was it that you didn't love anything on it, or that you just didn't? I just didn't really care for that much of it. No, okay. I, I wasn't really into it. I was glad that it was over when it was over. Yeah, it was. It's like, a shorter I just, one. I just watched that music video, Jared. Oh, did you just now? Yeah, and I'm like, ah, why? Why you dance to this? <laughs> why you dance? Which is funny. I was actually thinking about this. Radiohead is really not a, a music video friendly group. Like mm-hmm. they have Karma Police, which is one of the most influential like videos. They have Paranoid Android. And they have the other one from OK Computer, which for some reason I forgot again, which is no surprises. And they really haven't had many other ones. other than, So they have the Lotus Flower. They have Burn the Witch. Um, with, I can't think of any other ones. With Karma Police, I think that was actually someone else's music video. Oh, was it? And they turned it down or couldn't do it for some reason. And mm-hmm. it just ended up with Radiohead. Really? Like that whole concept. Huh. Yeah. They really I, missed I, out I on that one. I need to find that. Missed out on that one. Uh, my favorite is Bloom, but again, I just you know I I like the I like the album, but it's just not crazy good. It's just kind of there, I guess. Um, so we'll we'll get on we'll get on. We got time for old Moonshape Pool. Jer, what did you think of Moonshape Pool? I want to I want to know your thoughts. I thought it was all right. Uh, it's their most it's their most modern album. It's their most recent album. Yeah. I liked. Uh, I'll give my favorite track. Oh, I'll, I'll pick. Oh, hold on, before Bird. we do that, don't do that. Damn it! No, don't I want to go back to the point we started right before this. The, the Karma Police video. Well, you can say that after Jared says his thing. Don't interrupt him. No, you I want to mean. I don't want to do a, a bunch of stitching together. Thank you. It was a Marilyn Manson video. Marilyn Manson didn't like it, so it ended up with uh, Radiohead. Cool. Interesting. There's also a Panic at the Disco song called Karma Police. Is there? Is it the yeah, same? Pretty, is it the same sad. song? Is it not a cover? Uh, that's what I thought initially, but now I'm looking at the lyrics and no. Huh. Well, they they were influenced by Radiohead. Take that, Jared. Who do they influence? Panic the Disco. Now you know your answer. Boom. Boom. They got one. You got one in there. I'll keep. I'll it's keep Panic them coming. The disco. So Real okay. About it. So Jared, what was your favorite one from Moonshape Pool? My favorite track from Moonshape Pool is "Burn the Witch." It's the lead single. Everybody. Good mm-hmm. track. Good track. It is good. It was nominated for uh, Best Rock Song at the Grammys. Burn the Witch is my favorite as well. It's a really, really good... They just know how to have a good opening track to their albums. They know how to lead off an album with something really important. Another track I like, just based on the name, is Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Sailor, Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar. 
Yep. Yeah. Beggar Man Thief. I, oh, Beggar Man Thief. I didn't finish. <laughs> Spotify stopped at Beggar. And I love it. I, just I love that, that done because the first thing, like when I saw it, I thought of the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy movie uh-huh. uh, mm. that has Tom Hardy in it. Yeah. And uh, I believe Gary Oldman's in it as well. I think you're right. Yeah, Gary Oldman's in it. I never saw the movie. I wanted to. And then I was like, ah, it's too British. But uh, <laughs> actually, Tinker Tailor is a really good song. Tinker Taylor, Soldier, yeah, that's what, that's Sailor, Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar Man, Thief. It was uh, the la- second to last song, so I was pretty much uh, burnt out on it. But mm-hmm. it, it came up, and I was like, well, I got a little bit of jet fuel left in the engine. Yeah. Based on the name of this song, and I'll finish this out here. That's you know they Again, they're, they're closing and they're opening. And I feel like Tinker Taylor is really a more... Um, proper in song for their album because it was second to last yeah because but i was gonna say true love waits is actually a song that they had been playing and like experimenting with since like i'm pretty sure like 1995 yeah i was gonna say it's like one of their oldest songs and they didn't put it out until moonshaped pool for some reason like they were Mm -hmm. playing it live they like it was a song that everyone was kind of aware of but it was never on like an lp proper so it's almost like it's a hidden track it's almost like it's a hidden track (laughs) i agree (laughs) I, I could Ooh. I could combine, which is why I think that Tinker Taylor is almost the more proper end of the album. Uh, but I'm gonna play a little bit of Burn the Witch because we uh, did not play it. I think that that out like that song is such an important lead in track for the fact that they that album in like specifically um they really put in a lot more symphonic and like orchestral elements into the album and they made that very clear right out of the gate that that was something that was going to be really important to that album that song sounds kind of cold play to me it kind of reminded me of the song uh say something loving by the xx mm. oh interesting just the way that he kind of um, melod, like the melody of of what he was saying, kind of reminded me a little bit of that song. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a good tune. They performed that on SNL. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Is that the only time they were ever on SNL? Yeah, I would. I mean, be. they played two songs on it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I just didn't know if they had ever done SNL like over the course of their career because that seems like something that like is it's an interesting idea that they would not be on like SNL until like 2016 no no the xx not radiohead oh never mind <laughs> i thought you were the, saying the xx performed that song on snl i see i don't think radiohead's ever been on snl i didn't think they, on, had. they were on snl in 2000 oh, oh were they were they, were they one okay, of the band bands guess what song they played caleb did they play idiot tech and also dax yes they did oh i gotta Ooh. go back and watch that then i've never seen them I, I don't think i've actually ever seen them do anything live which I could see their live performances being either really dynamic and strange or just fall flat because it's guess really hard other, to do guess everything. Guess what other song they done did on the SNL? What did they done did? In 2000. What did they done did? National Anthem. Ooh, that's a, Ooh. That's a good two songs yeah. to put on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so old Texie boy. I hope that this is what we're going to keep telling, calling you going forward. I want you to change your name next week. <laughs> Every week you have a new name and everyone will get confused. I got a new driver's license 
12 hours ago. Did you? Did you get your name as Tex? Yeah. Good job. So you'll, have a new, you'll have a new one next week. All, all my exes live in Tex. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, what's your favorite song off of Moonshade Pool? I like, the tink- I like Tinker Taylor. Okay, we'll play that one then. Another one of those tracks that's like really well put together by his vocal range, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dax, what you got on this one? Uh, daydreaming. Ooh, daydreaming. That's a good one too. Second track on the album. Yeah. What do you think about that one old dex it's just it's just nice it really you is it's 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 soft it's it's just it's just nice it's hard not to like that track yeah so and then jared you're spurn the witch okay we got through all of our favorite tracks so i what what is so overall mm-hmm. what is everyone's favorite radiohead album i don't know i don't know if i have a favorite mm-hmm. but i can say that from kid a on yeah they all just kind of i just like all of those before kid a they're okay yeah after kid a i enjoyed everything it's still alarming to me that okay computer is not included in that list for you but i understand like i I think that okay computer uh bins and pablo honey all have a pretty not similar sound but they all kind of follow the trajectory together and i could see if you don't like if you don't like those three albums, then it seems to make sense. But then everything following makes sense why you would like that instead. Okay, computer was was pretty good. I liked it better than the first two. Mm-hmm. But but still, yeah. Jared, what was your favorite? Was it still Pablo Honey? I'm gonna say Pablo Honey. That's that's I, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's like no one's didn't... favorite album from them, and I just it blows me away. Five four on Pitchfork. A what? A five four on pitch four. Five out of four. How how better can you be? No. A five point four out of <laughs> out of 10. six. Oh no. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't. I mean, pitchfork isn't the end all be all by any means. I don't know. They mess work. They mess you know what I say to pitchfork? Man. Burn the witch. Yeah, burn that witch. Burn them. Listen um, up. Well, burn okay. Spotify. Burn pitchfork. I'll I'll continue to shill out for this album of the year website. They because they have a really good setup of like user reviews and critic reviews, and yeah. so you can see a spread. Because like okay, so you can tell the big difference where like the critics gave Amnesiac a seventy-seven like overall, and the fans gave it an eighty-four. Like you can see like the fans are like, I think this is kind of an underrated album. I keep dropping my mouse. It's, <laughs> it's hard to be on my lap. So, anyways. Like they see, like they say that Amnesiac is like a seventy-seven, and that it's an eighty-four for the fans. And you can say, see, 
that people kind of view it as an underrated album as compared to what like the critics saw it as. But Pablo Honey is like a in like the sixties. And so like universally, it's not like again, it's not just pitchfork, it's like users, it's critics. It pretty universally a lot of people just don't love it. So it's interesting. It's I'm not saying that you're wrong for it being your favorite album, because it is your favorite album. You're wrong. It's just an interesting fact that it is. And then Tyler Yours is still okay, computer. All right, here's the deal. Yep, let's hear it. There are four albums that I really like that I couldn't choose between, and four of them I don't really care that much. All right, hit us with it. My top four are OK Computer, yep. Kid A, yep. Amnesiac, yep. and In Rainbows. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I just don't really care that much Okay. about about the other five. So King of Lens, like Hail to the, the Benz, Thief, Benz, Pablo Honey, you're just, and then yeah. Moonshade Pool, you're just not feeling it's not that I don't care. I like those albums, but they're not. They don't stand out to me. Okay, that's fair. In the same way. Okay, Jared, did, what, what did you have a least favorite album? I'm curious. Did I? No, Jared. Oh, because again, Pablo Honey was his favorite. So I, I'll be very interested to see if like Ooh, what, yeah, what would be his a, least an favorite. Interesting question. You want me to list them again? The one, with the red title, the uh, Amnesiac. The, Amnesiac is the least favorite. Okay. Okay. Oh, and. Dear. And I don't have any more. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say that I leaked. I uh, liked it. I I liked it less than the Radiohead's least favorite. But that's not. They didn't say they leaked. Which one was the Hail one? to the Thief? Yeah, I liked that one. I mean, okay. it was. I mean, I didn't like it, but mm-hmm. it, it was. I. I. You know what? I will say it. I, I liked it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I could. Act- I already said I liked it. I didn't want to go so back. Such pride here. I could. I could pretty easily like rank order these albums. So Pablo Honey King. You of already Wim. did. It's on your thing. Well, yeah, but I'm gonna do it on the podcast, Jared. Right. I can't let. Uh, uh, not everyone's gonna check out my page. So Pablo Honey is my least favorite, followed by King of Limbs. Uh, after that, I think it's Hail to the Thief. I I still like that album, but it's just not as dynamic as the rest of their music. Then the bins, I like the bins quite a bit. Uh, it just, it's still finding their ground a little bit. After that one, I would say probably, oh man, it's really tough to decide between M Rainbows and Amnesiac because I like both of those albums quite a bit. But I probably put M Rainbows below Amnesiac because of the fact that I have really appreciated and loved Amnesiac for so long. Then we've got our top three. This is where the importance comes in. Okay, computer. Kid A, Moonshape Pool is my new favorite album from them. Oh, interesting. I, I don't. I, I listen to that album. It's and it's it astounded me how much I really like Moonshape Pool. It's that they, I think that Kid A and Moonshape Pool stand out to me for a lot of big reasons because Kid A is where they really changed their sound and made something really dynamic, and they started playing with those experimental sounds, and uh, and then with Moonshape Pool. Um, they changed it again and they started to like incorporate those symphonic and orchestral mm-hmm. and piano and like a lot of really interesting different sounds they put into that music. So I just really like that album. And I like, I, I, this is my last thought and I'll get to it. It'll take a little bit to get through cause I'm, I'm I want to well, give no. it some time. Um, but yeah, overall I really enjoyed Radiohead this week. So I, I'm glad that other people enjoyed it except for Jared. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked them a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. So Radiohead, yes. they were uh, inducted. Well, they haven't been inducted yet, but they've been 
um, nominated. Nom- mm-hmm. Well, nominated and accepted. Yes. They haven't been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. They do not care. Do they not? And it makes sense to a certain extent because they're not from this country. Why do they care about it? Right. I, it's it's interesting. It's interesting that it not that it took them so long to put them in because actually no it it was only the second time that they were like able to be in yeah it's no, after twenty five years of their first album they were yeah. nominated uh, in uh, seventeen mm-hmm. and then they were not you know in sure. a first ballot and then this next year or whatever I mean they it's not like oh why did it take so long it has to take a long time it has no, to be no, twenty five no, right. years after their you know first album that's why I was gonna correct myself because I realized that really it was not that long and there no. are pl- I don't I don't have as many like big names that like come to mind right out of the gate but there's tons of artists that have not been nominated into the like to have been inducted into the hall of fame deep purple deep purple is that yeah that's Judas a good Priest. example there are pretty much mm-hmm. virtually nobody in the metal category which that's yeah, a whole yeah. different that'll be a different uh podcast or something oh that'd be fun to talk about it would be but Tantic for hall of fame yes for hall of fame <laughs> but it's i don't know i'm fine with them being in i do not have any issues with them it like when i saw that their name was on the list I was like, eh, probably Radiohead, because it's like there's 10 people on the list, and then five have to go in. Didn't The Cure get in this year, too? Uh, Yes, I believe they did. Good. That is a a good year for me in music right there, is that The Cure and Radiohead both got inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm like, hmm, you know what? You did it. You did a good job this year, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame peoples. Does anybody have any last thoughts? Hmm? Wasn't Janis Joplin one? Well, okay. No, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. I think I Leopard. Sorry. Yeah, Def Leppard. Do you have the rest of them? Wasn't yeah. there only one more? Roxy Music, Stevie Nicks, and the Zombies. Oh, the Zombies too? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. That's one that should have been a long time ago, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any... Okay, so before I get to my last thought, do we have any last thoughts on Radiohead that we want to get out? I'm glad that you talked about the uh, Hall of Fame, because that's super relevant and super important to talk about in terms of Radiohead right now. So I guess there were, what, seven? I was wrong. There's seven. And there must have been 15 on the list or something like that. But. Okay. Sound, sounds like we're all good on Radiohead? Yes. So this is something that I want to do every once in a while, probably not every week, because it might take a while to, to really kind of do it. We have gotten through a total of five groups oh. thus far. I want to have an end-of-the-year rank order, but I think it will be beneficial for us on air to talk about who we would rank order as our favorite to least favorite, not necessarily as our favorite in order. Yeah, talk about at the end of the year. We're gonna have to do this. I'd like no, no. I'd like to oh know. I'd like to know if we can do it. If we can have a comprehensive list of which group we liked the best to like the worst. Not to say that because I, I actually like this a little bit better because I'm realizing that it's not necessarily which group you like the best, but which group discography you enjoyed getting through the most. Mm-hmm. As to say, like. Like, maybe you really like Modest Mouse, but maybe getting through their discography just didn't do it for you. Or, like, maybe you like Rolling Stones, but getting through their discography was, like, not as easy. Maybe you weren't that big on Radiohead, but you really enjoyed getting through their discography. What would you rank order? So we've got, I'll I'll list them out. In order, we've had Modest Mouse. We've had The Beatles. We've had Nirvana. We've had Rolling Stones. We've had Radiohead. How would you rank them? Oh, I have a clear order. Start with Dax, then. All right. Uh, Beatles, 
my favorite so far. Yep. Followed by Nirvana. Yep. Modest Mouse. Yep. Radiohead. Yep. Rolling Stones. All right. Same. Exact same. Really? Exact same. All right. Exact same. Wow. That's pretty cool. I agree Man. with that. The only thing I would maybe waver on is I might put Radiohead above Modest Mouse in okay. terms of enjoyment, but I do not think Whoa. I enjoyed any Radiohead album more than I enjoyed listening to Good News for People Who Love Bad News Again. Okay. So I don't think that, like, because I, I kind of cheated on uh, Modest Mouse a little bit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so I can't really, like, say, but... I I will stick with the the uh, the Dax order, the old Dax order. Tyler, let's hear yours. Text, text, right, Tyler. I've, what's your? I've order? adjusted. You may be surprised to know I've adjusted. Ooh. All right. Beatles is number one. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I bought. I bought. <laughs> I bought. I believe three <laughs> Beatles albums the week after we did them. Really? <laughs> yes. That's crazy. Then Modest Mouse. Yep. Yeah. Then Radiohead. All right. Then Nirvana. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then Rolling Stones. All right. Okay. Rolling Stones was so hard. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was torture. Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll come out and say Rolling Stones is my also least favorite. It will stay at the least for for a minute now. Yeah. I mean, it, probably, it yeah. won't be the least at the end of the year for sure because no, I know, I know what's coming. Will, I know what's on the horizon. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like I think rumors is on the list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard something about stop. that. I think it was a rumor. Stop, oh, stop oh, shitting on Fleetwood Mac, man. I'm looking for. I mean, I'm not not looking forward to Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I like uh, their radio hits. I've never listened to their entire um, discography by any means. Yeah, but I like uh, Landslide, Go Your Own Way. You, you, know, you, you got like. some tracks to look forward. To. I got some oh. tracks to be jiving on, bro. Well, yeah. What, what's your list? My list? Okay. I'm going to start from worst to best. Don't do that. That's so confusing. Do it. It's not confusing. Worst to best. Rolling Stones was my least favorite. Okay. Next was Modest Mouse, which is hard to say. Hmm. Interesting. Next was Nirvana. Interesting. Beatles Radiohead. Ooh. I liked oh, oh. listening to Radiohead's discography more than I like listening to the Beatles' discography. You just want no. to be different. No, I don't. I genuinely love Radiohead's discography. All right. I mean, and that's I, fair. Because the, there are moments from the Beatles that I didn't love. Yeah, the, the first couple albums of the Beatles, we didn't really like. I mean, right. a lot, most people didn't like too much. Right. Okay. So I can see where, if even though you didn't enjoy Pablo Honey that much... Mm-hmm. I can see where you probably liked it better than the first Beatles album. And right. then from then on, you enjoyed everything. Yeah, yeah I, I really did. Because, again, King of Limbs isn't my favorite. But overall, there's not a song from Radiohead that I just dislike. I, I think that Creep is the only one that like I think stands out only because of the cultural relevance of the song and me feeling like I'd rather people knew more representative of what that Would you say yeah. that Radiohead, mm-hmm. like... Is Radiohead's best album better than Beatles' best album? Yep. Really? No, yep. no, no, no. I've got here. Okay, this is no. a. I don't think so. I, I know. I understand. I because I again I have Which all. Which one is the, their best album? From who? Radiohead. Radiohead. Yeah. Moon Shape Pool. A moon. Their last album that came out in 2016. Yep. Is better, better. than Abbey Road. Oh my. In my personal opinion. No. no. I know. That's no. okay. No. That's okay. It's not better. It's not better than Rubber Soul. I would think so personally. Yeah. I understand, I, and I, this is—it's—it's it's also a little fresh, so it might move down a little bit. But this is after listening to it, I enjoyed it more than listening to Abbey Road recently. That's all I'm going to say. Um, 
What I, here's the last thing that I will put just from my perspective. Fun fact, I have only ranked 22 albums above a 9 on like over like ever. How many of those do you think are Radiohead albums? 4. Two of them. 3. Hmm. I have ranked Moonshade Pool, Kid A, and OK K Computer as above a 9. No other group have I had that many albums that I ranked that high. Hmm. The only other one that I can think of is Nirvana has two, which hmm. is both of their <laughs> both of their yeah, right. their really proper In Euro albums. And, yeah, of course. Yeah. So so yeah, hmm. I, I, I we'll, right. we'll see where we don't have to touch base every every week. Maybe like every five weeks we can touch base to see where everybody's like ranking is. And we can see like yeah. where things have shifted. I think. So yeah, what would be our uh, what would be our closing song on Radiohead? Do you think? I don't know. I've got, I've got a final mad moment, and you can determine oh. whether it goes here. Okay. All right. Here's the deal. Y'all are talking about these Hall of Fame induction people. Yeah. So I was like, this list is okay, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Then I looked at 2018 really quickly. Yeah. Noticed that the cars were in it. And I'm just like, you know, if the cars are in there, they, they better have already put Devo in there. I, <laughs> I knew you were <laughs> going to say that. They have not. No, because you know uh, what? Devo was inducted in 2019 and they didn't make it. And I'm so mad. Nominated. Oh, I'm going to go strangle. They were nominated and not inducted. I'm sorry. Nominated. My apologies. They were nominated and they didn't make it into the into the induction. And it angers me. How it would you put me. Roxy Music in before Devo? Agreed. How you put the cars in before I Devo? Don't, Devo the cars is are better. The cars the car- are better. Uh, I agree. No, hey but guys. Roxy, uh, no, they're not. Hey guys, name a second Roxy music song that hey, you like. Hey guys, yeah, we're done talking about Radiohead. Let's let's transition out. If we want to keep talking about fun stuff, we can keep talking. But let's let's let our listeners have a break from our our okay. terrible terrible voices. Thanks I'm for good. tuning in. I'm gonna close out with True Love Waits, their last song, since it's something that like really followed them for so long. You know, seems like a good closing track for them. So. I'll try Thanks for tuning in this week We've been talking about Radiohead Next week we're going to be talking about Mountain Goats Really looking forward to that one Thanks for listening Listen to Radiohead Please listen to Radiohead All Radiohead Bye bye